Hi, you're um, listening and watching on Radio FM 88 Australia. We're broadcasting on FM 88 and we're coming live through Facebook, Dreaming the New Dream, Radio FM 88, Soul, Voice Empowerment, and um, through YouTube. But um, today, right at the very top, my co-host, Andrina, who's now sitting in Wilshire, and she's um, introduced um, Rama. Great story, really interesting, all about life-threatening and uh, how you come out the other side. So uh, without further ado, I'll pass you over to Andrina. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Uh, good evening, good day, wherever you are in the world and whatever time zone. Um, thank you for tuning in to us. And today I have great pleasure in introducing Rama, who is a great friend. And as a lot of you know, I was in Australia for 10 years. I've been back about 18, 19 months now. And I've met some really amazing people um, that are walking their talk and following their dream. And I have to say, um, meeting Rami and Shakti made a big difference to my life, to my health. And um, I didn't realize how unwell I was at the time until I met them and went on a journey of um, a three-month colon cleanse. I did a mega detox, which was very gentle and easy. And um, Rami has also helped me with lots of clients who've had health issues. And I've messaged him, can you help me with this? Because I can't answer lots of things. And he's been every time, he's never moaned or complained. He's helped me with, or both of them have, with different people and their illnesses. I give him free advice um, every time. So on that note, I would love to welcome Rama and would you share your beautiful story of how it all started? Yeah, thanks, Andrew. It's great to catch up with you again after this time. Uh, we spent many, many times together uh, chatting and uh, enjoying the Australian sunshine over here. Mm. So, uh, yeah, the, my journey, I uh, around 12 years ago, uh, nearly died from a number of seizures over the course of a couple of years. There's five seizures and... Uh, and as guys do, we I finally went to the doctor, and uh, uh, and they couldn't. I did every test under the sun, a um, uh, you know ECG test, a stress test, blood test, you name it, and there was nothing wrong with me. And so I thought, well, you guys don't really know what you're doing. So I started doing a lot of my own investigation, and then before all that happened, also Shakti uh, had. Um, uh, ovarian cancer and at the time we didn't know much better so she uh, had the uh, the tumour removed and uh, while they were there they did a full hysterectomy and meanwhile we had a couple of children around you know over the year uh, from 5 to 12 or 10 years old as they grew and so there was a lot of stress and parents passed away at the time and uh, so I, with all that, I, I ended up putting everything I learnt uh, in, into the book, uh, Clean Up Your Act, uh, which is a story about uh, Shakti and myself. And then uh, I realised uh, that the book, um, uh, after doing a first book, that really it was about my attitude that was um, uh, causing 
the habits that were causing my health. And so in Chapter 2 in the book, I go right into that about the attitude and what we're thinking about uh, and how it really instigates the habits and the habits that we have end up creating our lives. So we, we all, um, uh, I think this slide, slide Jeff's got there that come up, uh, we, we all start out around about the same and same opportunities and uh, and as we go we have uh, things like poor parenting and uh, culture religion beliefs friends um, you know a negative mindset is grown we we're not through the education system taught to to really shine we're taught to comply and uh, learn something recite it in order to get good marks and then get a good job and pay your taxes so um, that makes us a bit bored and lazy. We, we're not taught to fulfil our our purpose. We're taught mainly to uh, to like I was saying, comply very regimental army based style of education. And so, yeah, we come bored and lazy and and fearful. Um, we, we don't exercise, um, we start to blame others for our lives, the government, the, the medical industry, whatever. We become a bit of a victim, so we're not happy. We've got no passion in our lives, we've got no purpose, no direction, and life sucks pretty well. So um, we want to feel better, so we start uh, looking for external happiness, and which is basically escape, a bit of relief out of our lives. So. We, we look at things like smoking, drugs, um, medication, alcohol, gambling, sex, internet, uh, coffee, energy drinks, whatever, just to anything to give us relief. And um, we, we end up with things that we, <coughs> excuse me, we have uh, fairly consistent issues then which go on throughout society. We end up with drinking very little water and we have uh, toxic build-up and um, uh, foggy brains and we, we get detached, we put on weight. We have be behavioural and relationship issues and that makes us happy and we got become self-centred, no consideration for others. And, and as time goes on, we become fearful of our future and, and you know, especially these days, uh, you can imagine an um, uh, 18 to 20-something uh, um, uh, sorry, a millennial and they've invested maybe $100,000 uh, debt in the HEX uh, high school or college bill and they come out of it and then they end up with this you know, can of worms that uh, where they can't get a job, they can't leave their home, you know, lockdowns, whatever. And... Um, and it must be really depressing. So they, they listen to mainstream media too much and, and get the fear build-up that's going on. So with that, they, they start to worry. They have uh, make, become very emotional. And when you're emotional, you tend to make really emotional choices, and they're not always the best choices. Um, we have a lack of sleep, which really impacts on our uh, choices and well-being again. Uh, and we start to have no consideration for others. We've become very self-centred and whatever makes me happy at somebody else's expense. With that, we tend to build up our gut a bit and we end up with constipation, 
because of the poor diet and that that we've uh, seeking relief, we, we end up with constipation, build up an acid body, our eyesight declines. And, uh, and then through, because we haven't got full um, control over the body, we tend to put ourselves in incidents incidences that cause injury and disease and uh, we catch virus infections we end up trying to solve things with surgery rather than looking at the cause and on medication and we get intolerant we have a a, a lot of toxicity uh, deficiency and blockages and that is basically the end result of all those issues chronic inflammation and acid body and so with that we because we often can't create uh, a life we want and the money we need, we end up in debt, a bit of a poverty uh, cycle, uh, which adds more stress. We get anxious. Uh, we have ang anger. We have the, um, the grumpy old man syndrome and the, the, the whinging old woman syndrome. <laughs> so, um, and, and even couples that have been together uh, some 20, 30 years, we know are splitting up because they're not handling each other now because they've actually got to live together instead of go escaping to work. So uh, <laughs> with, with uh, chronic fatigue and uh, that builds up from that and become lonely, depressed, quite sad, and eventually it can end up with suicide. And... Uh, and, and I know recently um, it's not reported so much in the news, but we, we know a, a guy, a first responder in the Sunshine Coast that uh, attends uh, seven to nine suicides every week. And that's where things are going because of the depression. People don't see a future. And it's basically because of fear. And, and fear can really drive a person's life. Um, so we don't need that fear aspect in our lives. That, that's where we need to create uh, a happiness cycle in our lives. Um, hearing you. Sorry? Yeah, I'm hearing you. Yeah. Oh, good, good. <laughs> okay. I fully understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so if you look at that one, uh, Jeff, the sickness cycle, um, we... Um, we end up with quite a negative attitude and we end up blaming, complaining, fear-based and all that sort of thing, low confidence, no imagination. So we, we end up with a basic negative attitude and we, again, anything to feel better. So we turn to junk food and we have a sedentary lifestyle instead of exercise. We become bored and really lazy. Um, we hypnotically drift from day to day without getting up and going, wow, I've got all this to achieve and say, oh, well, why get up at all? You know, it's, uh, it's only going to be a, a groundhog day again, so I'll, I'll just stay in bed and, and you get quite lazy. So we start seeking into ex external happiness again in the gambling and, and uh, um, that sort of thing, um, internet, we get really addicted to these things, like caffeine, sugar, alcohol, drugs, whatever. And that puts stress on the body. Uh, toxic, we end up with a toxic uh, liver and organs, especially because absolutely everything you eat goes through the stomach, the bowel, and is extracted and it goes through the liver and the kidneys and into the blood and feeds every other organ in your body, including your brain. So it is vital that you watch what you're putting into that area uh, on a constant basis. 
Um, so then with that, we end up with a, a deficiency in magnesium, uh, zinc and other minerals and vitamins and essential fatty acids. Um, and then we, with that, we end up with inflammation. And, if, you know, there's so many people have got uh, a really um, uh, swollen bones and all this, and they say it's arthritis. Well, I started to get arthritis. My mother had rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, she died in 52, at the age of 52 in a car accident. But prior to that, she, she had surgery with pins stuck in her toes trying to fix it all. Um, and yet she ate so much sugar, so much sugar. So I've reduced my sugar intake. I, I still have a little bit, but now I have, uh, in, you know, intelligent choices behind it. I, I have a little bit of sugar, and, um, but not much, not much at all. So uh, that... Can I just interrupt you? Really Stay so on sugar. Are you talking about white sugar, or are you talking about the brown sugar, or your raw sugar, or are you talking about the factors of um, of fruits that you eat? Uh, pretty well all that. Um, if you add too much sugar all the time, sugars are, are one of the worst carbs, and carbs basically turn into sugars. So, what tends to happen as you eat eat sugars, half the normal white sugar that we have is glucose and that goes into the liver and is used for energy and that what that's why we get that pickup within five ten minutes but the other half goes through and it's not recognized by insulin so that sugar goes straight into the liver and the liver says i know your energy so i'll have to convert you to fat and puts it into the blood literally within five or ten minutes half the sugar that you eat including flours and breads and other carbohydrates grain products mainly turns into fat in the blood within five to ten minutes and that that circulates around it after five six decades it blocks up in the uh, arteries where it forks especially and, and um, in the smallest capillaries which are in the feet and in the eyes and if you look at uh, people who are gathering uh, fat in their body the obese people they generally got um, purple ankles with sores on them because the capillaries in the toes and feet are blocked up with with the uh, the fat that's going around their blood, and you've got the uh, a large aorta coming from the heart going down all the way to the feet, going trying to get to the capillaries, and then you've got veins that come back and it's trying to push uphill. So you, the veins operate very different to arteries, and that they pump, and then they go to like a gate comes across, and then the next heartbeat pumps. A lot of people are not walking to help that pump back up and they end up with purple feet and finally amputations or gout or arthritis in the toes. And then their eyesight goes with macular degeneration because the omega-3s aren't washing through with the eyesight. Instead, it's using omega-6, which is the trans fats and other things in the diet. And that's a stodgy blocking um, uh, sort of fat that builds up over decades, and that's where you get your macular degeneration. Mm. I used to wear glasses 15 years ago. Now I don't. You know, so you can reverse things. And uh, I was heading for, um, I had a major blood test done in 2015. Cost me $500, went to the, the States mm. for, and came back three weeks later, and I had two points on a five-marker point towards dementia 
and the changes I did, I had a root canal removed um, and changed my lifestyle significantly. And bit by bit by bit, I've detoxed and, um, and come good over that time to now being 65 in a couple of weeks, fit and healthy, no medication. And I'm going to get the pension soon. Right. <laughs> but, but I don't, you know, uh, financially it'll be helpful, but I don't need it. And uh, it's just useful. But I'm not old compared to the other people my age around me, mm. which I, I, I just see. Uh, age is not going to weary me. It's just uh, a marker of the amount of time since I was born. That's all it is. And <laughs> I tend to be around for a long time. That's what I always say. Um that you know like I know I'm older on paper but I don't feel it by any means and I know for me it's so important to be the best version of me health-wise because I there's still lots of travel and different things I want to do and um and it's really having awareness of what's going on in your body and really sort of diving deep to find out what's going on and if you can't get to the sources going to people like you and other people to help you fine-tune what is going on isn't it yeah that's that's correct and um the, i i call the medical industry really the the sickness industry because they're really interested in uh resolving your symptoms so you feel better like pain relief tablets um the, the original medicines were cocaine and uh, opium, and that's where you get uh, co um, the, the painkillers from. The mm. opioid issues are from opium-based medications, and the uh, cocaine is the, uh, uh, the base of uh, other, uh, uh, other painkillers, codeine and things like that. And so... That's why a lot of those are on script, but there, there's ways around that and there's a, you know, overdose of that prescription medication through the system. And, um, and I think in Sydney you've got to, uh, they, they do the sewage water there and it just shows the opioids that are in the, the sewage system big time. Mm. So, well, yeah, so all that stress on the body. the Pacific, yeah. don't it? Yeah, yeah. The surge goes straight out into the Tasman Sea, I should have said. Yeah, yeah, in the, into there and the fish eat it and then we eat the fish, yeah. yeah <laughs> so, um, all, all of that uh, leads to a, uh, you know, mental stress and you, you become emotional, depressed, can lead to dementia too, the, the depression, and uh, chronic fatigue and poverty consciousness. So uh, it, it doesn't help. So... We, we work on helping people into the wellness cycle, which is the next stage. So you can get out of all of that with a positive attitude where, mm. number one, you take responsibility. We're taught not to take responsibility. This whole thing that's going on at the moment is about, you know, fear and division, de uh, dependency on the mm. government and then ultimately control. So if you've got... Those four stages at each of those, it's about uh, not taking responsibility, handing over responsibility to somebody else and, uh, and like the, the sickness industry or the government, uh, they, they've made decisions to save us and we are the people here that can take responsibility for our own health. 
uh, Shakti and I take plenty of zinc, plenty of supplements, uh, green powders, uh, stem cell enhancers. We clean out our bowel. We have essential fatty acids every day, vitamin D. We walk. We, we take responsibility for our health and therefore we're fit and healthy. Those who choose to be on medications, well, the average medication has an, well, normal medication has an average of 70 side effects that are not supported to the body. So, but uh, things like steroids um, might lower the cholesterol. However, they won't, they won't add to the quality of life because they'll add some uh, side effects and they won't add to longevity of life. Whereas walking for 30 minutes a day, three days a week will add two years to your life. Mm -hmm. Taking good essential fatty acids like uh, salmon oil, like having a feed of uh, canned sardines or something like that, a couple of times a week will increase your life by five years. So it's quite amazing just by eating better, uh, you, you end up with a better lifestyle and longevity. It's, a, it's all about a, a um, quality of life right through to when you pass. And uh, my particular family, Shakti's, Grandparents had a very longevity of life uh, into their hundreds. Her parents were around the 70s. Mine were around the 60s and 70s. I've, I've already outlived some of my ancestors. So uh, because of their choices, and it was mainly sugar-based diet. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Because I know all the things you do is important, and um but you're also a great one for doing coffee enemas and colonics, aren't you, as well, for clean, really cleaning the gut out. And I know I've had a few of both. Um, and I know at both of them, it was like fresh air was going into my stomach and it just, I just felt so different inside. Amazing. So you're a great advocate of the coffee enemas, aren't you? Yes, in fact, I'm going to do a lot. I'm going to do a live demo now. So. Oh, lovely. <laughs> it's okay. I'll, I'll save you. Swiftly um, moving on. <laughs> I, I've actually de uh, devoted a whole chapter, chapter nine in the book, about coffee enemas. I do essentially pretty well one a day. Sometimes I'll do one every second day. But the when you're taking coffee orally, Coffee itself is reasonably good for you because it's got good phytonutrients, but when you take it with dairy, the dairy encapsulates those phytonutrients and really locks them away and doesn't help the body. It just puts a burden on it. So we add coconut cream to our coffee, and I stopped having the cappuccino, so I have a long black with a bit of coconut cream in it. Absolutely good, good for you. The coconut cream's good. The coffee is actually good in moderation. I only have about two cups a day, uh, two shots a day. Um, and some days I miss out on a, a cup a cup of coffee and I don't get a headache. So I'm not addicted to it and I don't need it, but I do enjoy the flavour, yeah. a little pick-me-up. Um, but when you take coffee through the other end, through the anus, it, it goes in through um, and absorbs directly into the liver. And when it absorbs into the liver, the liver creates uh, seven times the amount of glutathione that normally puts out. And glutathione goes around the body. And it's the ultimate antioxidant that goes around the body. Um, it also uh, opens up 
uh, dilates the uh, blood vessels. So any toxins that are stored in the liver are transported into those blood vessels, which go directly to the, the large colon and you pass out the bowel. I, in my detox sessions that I, uh, I can go through, like I, I went through one the last couple of days, yesterday I had a headache big time in the temple. And yesterday afternoon I had a, um, a coffee enema after doing a natural motion and um, the headache went away within 20 mm. minutes. It, it is that strong, that powerful. And it's hard to tell people how to do it. As you know, we <laughs> Shakti sat outside the bathroom door and instructed you without looking. Thank, um, you, for, thank you for sharing that information. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, I know, because I had all these tubes and things, and I was thinking, oh, my God, where do I put these and what do I do with them? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so I, she I, coached me through the, through the bathroom yeah. door. <laughs> and uh, it can be daunting the first time, but once you do it a few times, and you you will have the odd accident, which is a bit of a clean-up, but, hey, life's like that. Um, that's why I've gone into full chapter, step-by-step. Step. I'm a anally retentive Virgo, and um, I I just, uh, there's no crap in the book. It's just a step-by-step do A, B, C, and D, and then at the end of it, clean it up, and um, this is what you can expect. So, um, yeah, that, that's that been one of the major things in detoxing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you, we, we then look at the, the detox cycle, the wellness cycle, and, and again, the taking responsibility, removing the causes of your stress. Um, whatever you're doing like uh yeah things like alcohol you might uh, like well i used to have a, a beer pretty well every night of the week and i justified it because the doctor said oh in moderation is good or a glass of wine every night's good every every shot of like a, a glass of wine a full beer or a shot of whiskey is all the relative the same alcohol so one of those shots distracts the liver from doing its job for two hours. And the toxins that go into the liver to do that come out the other side uh, 60 times more toxic, <laughs> right? And that's that's where you need a good diet to come in with uh, good iodine that you've been taking to help with the thyroid to send the signals to make the good uh, amino acids to deal with those toxins and turn them into water-soluble toxins. It's the key. And then they will then move out through the, the bowel and, and the bladder. So uh, if you don't, if you have too much alcohol every day, every night when you go to bed, your liver's going to be doing that for two to three hours two hours per drink. So if you're having three drinks, it's three hours taken up and you might only sleep for seven to eight hours. So you're not doing that cleanup you should be doing. Mm. So we don't drink from Monday to Thursday and then Friday night I do do have a beer, but we're having mid-strength beer and uh, not full strength. And next week I'm going to buy a carton of um, uh, zero alcohol beer and I'm going to try that because I, I enjoy the flavour of beer and I don't need to get drunk to be social. I just enjoy it. It's been a habit I've had for 60, well, not 60, I didn't drink when I was not, uh, five. But <laughs> from when I was 20, 
right through. Um, I had a lot of beer, especially up to 29. I, I drank a lot, eight days a week. It's too much. And uh, I, that's when things build up in the liver and that's why I had the seizures uh, along with the root canal thing. So, uh, um, so yeah, we, we need to, uh, with the positive attitude, accept the past and move on. One of the, the things so many therapies try to do now is fix the past. And we've got to remember the past is just that, it's the past. It's what, it's what has got us here. Mm. So that's fine. Thanks for getting me here. I've learned all those lessons. And I'm a great believer in waking up tomorrow morning to a brand new day. The closing yeah. statement in my book is called Brand New Day. Mm. Just imagine waking up, if you like, born again. Uh, you're, not your, uh, you're not a male, not a female, not a, a parent, not a sibling, not a child. You simply are a person. You're not Aboriginal, you're not Catholic, you're not white, you're not, not uh, Muslim or anything. You simply are. And uh, now you have an opportunity to take responsibility and get on with your day and create your future. Mm. And that's really important not to get the past and try and solve it because you won't. Your actions today are an end result of your habits built up to then. So let's just dissolve that and set the final end result of what we need, want in the future. And when we set our intention at the final end result for whatever it be, a work, a relationship, finances, travel, whatever, and then we create a future heading towards that being drawn, and that's the law of attraction, which is gravity. You know, that, that's all gravity is, the law of attraction. We've got a big enough planet that attracts uh, ice, ice uh, comets to the earth and they dissolve in the atmosphere and fall down as rain. That's how we got water on this earth, according to Dr. Emoto. I went to one of his uh, talks once. And, and so... The law of attraction, when you have that mindset of uh, going towards the future, setting, creating the future that you want rather than putting out fires, fixing things from the past, just let them go. I, I, uh, I have seriously let go of my family, my, my family from the hometown, central New South Wales. Um, I love my mum and dad. They passed. I changed my name. I, I moved on, and and uh, you know, they they were in that area. They were uh, very grey collar in that area, if you know what I mean. Very very boring. Nothing no nothing to do in life. They worked for large uh, companies that uh, sold stationery and that sort of thing. Whereas I've for 25 years have uh, or more actually worked for myself and every dollar I earn has been based on my skills and ability and my attitude and what I'm able to convince others that I can help them with because I can help a lot of people uh, with my abilities and especially Shakti's abilities. She, her abilities are just amazing at times with the, um, the, the psychic abilities she had since five years old and she... She's medically intuitive and, and, as you know, she's done work with you and picked up things there's no way she could, you could know or she could know yeah. and, and uh, prescribe solutions. 
not only in product but in attitude and, mm. and uh, actions that yeah. uh, have changed your life. We know for sure you were at, down and out at one stage when we met you over here and, uh, you know, you're bouncing yeah. now. And yeah, I was like fog bound, you know. I, I was in a fog but and I know it was um, divine timing meeting you guys, you know, how, how this how your synchronicity led to different things and um and I know when I was sat at your place um you had the products there the, the barley life and the herbal fiber blend and I could feel my body it was like pulling me to the, it was like screaming for this stuff and I know um that with both of your guidance, um, I felt so, I started to feel so much better and I didn't realise how under par I was feeling until I, until I started changing things. But I have to say that um, working with you, I know um, we hosted lots of talks around Byron and, and on the Gold Coast and, and you give up your time freely to uh, do workshops and help people um, and everybody comes away wanting to do when they listen to your talks and they see the diagrams they want to make a difference to their health and you know when you like people have got celiac and oh so many different ailments and they don't realize it all stems from the gut and and all of these things and it's like you say every day is a new day and every morning I will say like you know today's a new day what magic and miracles can I create today but it's making different choices, isn't it? You know, it's every day, make a new choice, step out of your comfort zone and say, right, what can I do today? And even if you only do something small, it's a stepping stone along the way. And I know there are lots of people, I've, because I'm on the canal at the moment, um, and I meet so many people, and I see so many people that are carrying lots of weight, walking with stick, and they're so much younger than me, and... So, you know, I often chit-chat and just sort of see where they're at and if I can help in any way. But it is making new choices. So for people that are going through all sorts of aches and pains and all sorts of things, what would you suggest would be a good starting place for them to start to turn their lives around if they're, like, quite overweight or quite sick? Because it is, for some people, it's really hard to turn things around and a lot of people don't want to and they're happy where they are. And, I, and I've had to learn to step back and think, right, okay, that's your choice. You're happy where you are. I'm here if you need me and move on. Yeah. Well, the, the, the one of the big things is to reduce the weight. Like if you're, you're carrying 10 to 20 kilos overweight, if you go into the supermarket and pick up a four kilo bag of potatoes, they're heavy. So you pick up another one and that's eight kilos and some people are carrying 12 kilos. So you imagine carrying around three bags of potatoes and 12 kilos overweight is not a lot these days. Some people are 20 or 30 kilos. And so the best way to reduce that, we found just about three years ago, we were introduced to intermittent fasting where we were always brought up with three meals a day, breakfast, lunch and dinner, and, um, and plenty of carbs and sugar with that. So now what we do is we don't eat till 12 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And then um, 
Yes, I know some people are, are vegetarian or vegan-based people, but we went and, and have a, a good meal of uh, combined with protein, animal protein, chicken, beef or uh, lamb or um, that sort of thing, along with some veggies. And we have a really hearty meal around lunchtime. And then in the afternoon I might have a cup, uh, maybe a cup of coffee, a nut bar, and um, perhaps a piece of fruit. And then in the evening, I may have a kombucha, which we make ourselves, and a couple of um, uh, pistachio nuts. That is amazing. Like you, you're only eating in this six hour window, four to six hour window. And then from about seven o'clock at night, right through to one o'clock or 12 o'clock the next day, you're not eating. You're just drinking plenty of water, you're exercising. Now, for the first couple of weeks, that's a bit hard because you're so used to it. So it's mm. good they maybe not eat till 9 o'clock and then 10 o'clock and 11. But bit by bit, I, I've literally gone 24, 36 hours without food. You can go a long way. And when you do push over that 12 to 18-hour mark, the liver creates ketones and ketones go around and triggers the body to live off the fat that is already in the body. And so that energy is, is taken. So we, we, we're so used to providing the energy through the carbs that we eat meal after meal, and that gets us through the next four hours. And that's why we're trained with the, the um, food pyramid and that sort of thing. Mm. Well, the reality is if you don't eat all the time because our caveman ancestors might have killed a, an antelope or whatever, dragged it in, and they'd feast on it while it was fresh before it went off, before the flies got to it. And in between they might find a few root vegetables and they might find a few berries and fruit or whatever and eat that in between. So they'd probably only eat once a day, once every second day, and in between that just snack on what they could find. And then we got into agriculture and we got into breads and, and stuff like that. And that's where our health started to turn around. So if you're eating along those lines and then plenty of fibre, like we have the herbal fibre blend before our meal still, plenty of good fibre. We actually mix, um, uh, mix up some psyllium husk and some um, uh, flaxseed. We, we uh, grind that down and mix that excellent source of fibre, that 30% uh, flaxseed and then the rest in psyllium husk along, have that 20 minutes before a meal and then have that good solid meal, drink heaps of water in the morning and flush it through. And your urine really smells. When the urine really smells, it means that's the toxins out of the liver that are being displaced because you're drinking plenty of water. The body's relying on fat that it's stored. And when it's storing fat, that is the first place that toxins are stored. So when you're eating, uh, overeating more than you need for energy, the body then says to the insulin, store that fat somewhere, and the first place is in the liver, and you get that fatty liver disease, uh, alcoholic and non-alcoholic fat, fatty liver disease. And that stops the function of the filter in the liver. And all of our body's blood goes through the liver every three minutes. It's filtered through 500 times a day. Mm. So if you've got a fatty dysfunctional liver, you've got fatty dysfunctional blood that feeds every other organ in the body and therefore the brain. 
and that's where the gut influences the brain because 95% of the serotonin is actually made in the gut and transferred up through the vagus nerve into the brain. So if you've got a toxic gut from eating all this crap, you're going to have a toxic brain and there's your dementia, your Alzheimer's mm. and that sort of thing. So, uh, uh, yeah, so changing that diet, we found to intermittent fasting, it can be called a ketone diet if you want. It does involve, for those who, uh, who are open to eating um, meat protein, that's fine if you're not, look, look for a good plant so, type of protein or if you, some people eat fish in lieu of, uh, just make sure it's not toxic, um, the fish, uh, so and eggs, um, a little bit of dairy, that sort of thing is good animal protein too that's not uh, directly a meat. So that supplementation, moderate exercise, I walk four days a week, push weights two days a week on our home gym. And then on Sundays, I don't. I, Sunday is my day where I don't uh, intermittently fast. I get up and I have a beautiful bacon and egg breakfast and a slow one with a cup of coffee. Might be anywhere from 7 to 9 o'clock in the morning, sit back, look at a few videos, whatever, bit of time out for myself. And then I... Um, I get on with my day and I might not eat again till I'm hungry. A lot of people say, well, it's 12 o'clock, we've got to eat. And uh, no, I might <laughs> not eat till 3 o'clock in the afternoon and then if we plan it, we might just put on a slow roast and um, and eat that at 3 o'clock in the afternoon with a nice red wine. Bit of time out, a uh, bit of community these days is good. We're meeting up with a group of common law people down here on the Gold Coast tomorrow. Now, Sunday afternoon, uh, getting to know that tribe of uh, intelligent people that are making their own future now instead mm. of the, um, some of the people who are too fearful and just choosing not to change these days. It's um, one of the things is about the attitude. You can call it living in a bubble if you want, but there's like a often people describe it as a third dimension and a fifth dimensional shift where we're ascending into the fifth dimensional I think if you remember the old uh, book way back um, Celestine prophecy and the ninth prophecy was vibrating <coughs> vibrating at a, a level so high that the others around you didn't see you or at least didn't notice you and that's your opportunity now I can go into a crowd a party or whatever and people just won't know me they don't recognize me they don't interact because i'm of a different vibration to them mm. it, um, it like if you went into a crowd of bikies that are low energy drug type people and you wouldn't want to stay there long so the vibe's a bit low for what i wanted out of my life and so i i create this helping other attitude this love this giving Caring sort of attitude, uh, she'll be right, bit of humour, smiling, I don't wear a mask into supermarkets, I know the law and I'm happy and I chat to everybody and meanwhile everyone's miserable and anyone who challenges me, I ask them if they want a hug. So, um, you know, I just, it doesn't matter, it's the Matrix. The, the, the yeah. film The Matrix is a very real thing and we're in action now, so live in that fifth dimensional bubble of love giving um passive resistance like uh, gandhi taught 
he, he brought down the British Empire in, in one of the largest democracies on earth. So um, we just through passive resistance, and that's what we keep doing. We, we've been on marches, we go there, uh, we talk. We were in tears in one of the marches in Brisbane because of the love that was actually in amongst the crowd that marched and closed down the city. It was mm. beautiful. And the police just stood aside and let us go through. It's a bit different to other capital cities at the moment here. But uh, mm. so it's about standing up for what you mean, but don't get drawn into the darkness vibration of getting even. Uh, you can push back, but you don't have to get angry about it. Just get smart about it. And I'm, yeah. I'm really good at my artwork and, and computer things, so I put together memes. And I, every second day I try to put out a meme. And some of those go viral right around the world and help help the discussion and, and keep pushing the boundaries um, all the time. And if somebody's, we, we need to be there because some of those people in the third and dense energies are not open to learning yet. But if we're there for them to reach to and be able to put a hand up and we're there to, to grab their hand and, mm. and just give them that bit of information, send them that link, send them the meme, uh, help guide them towards um, a change in life that we've already been through. Uh, guide them. Um, sometimes I send them a, an e-book copy freely just to because uh, they may not have much money. Say, so, well, here, read this. So um, yeah. that sort of thing. So I, I do that when I can. Um, but but really, it's about being there for yourself. Look after yourself because if you're not not high, happy vibration you're going to get drawn into their fear and, uh, and one of the major things of that is keep away from mainstream media which i call fear stream media these yeah. days the bbc the abc the cnn's just keep away from them um i listen to the news once a week generally on fridays to see where i can and can't go according to uh those that we voted in um so, uh, and I, I worked that out and sort of work out the strategies I might need to take to go, go to places, but generally don't do it. Watch, I watch shows like this um, and other alternate uh, media online um, and just check your sources that they're not uh, shills trying to sort of talk you into setting up somewhere else. And it's a matter of just being in your high vibration, happy. Yeah. Because that magnifies the love vibration. When you're happy and high in your vibration, 10 times, and that overrides fear 10 to 1. If totally you're happy agree with you. Yeah, on every step of what you've just said, totally agree with you. Because, you know, we or I've made it my point to talk to everybody through lockdown, not wearing a mask. That's my choice. And, and all of these things. And, you know, taking extra supplements. Because, you know, I'm healthy. I don't need to put anything, uh, you know, apart from what I choose to put in my body. Um, and it's been available to help people because I know so many people now are, have said, I wished I hadn't done this. And I but I had to do it because of my job and all of these things. And, you know, so you, you help them best way you can. Um, and like, yeah, we we've got stand in the park and different things like that going on here. So. There's lovely networks really coming together now to support and to, to be of service to people. So the other thing I, I would briefly like to touch on is sh hidden sugar in um, 
in ingredients on like cans of Pepsi and Coke and all of these things. I mean, you know, I picked up, I thought was some, I thought I wanted some little natural sweet stuff in the car because sometimes you think, well, I could do with a little sweet. And I picked it up and it was like about 90% sugar. And I was thinking, oh my God. So I put it, but you know, <laughs> there's just so much hidden. And, you know, like I'm always reading the labels now to see what sugar is in there. And, and aspartame is still in so many things. Yeah, that's true. And aspartame will will lower uh, uh, different aspects in your body too with um, uh, the B vitamins and things like that. And people think it's good, but what it actually does is still trigger that sense in the brain that you've had something sweet. So it'll still trigger the insulin thing. Mm. And the insulin stores fat. So it still happens, but it's not sugar as such um but yeah it's hidden the other day a supermarket there was a a cereal with a, a chocolate in it um for some reason and uh you know it's one of those grainy things that are sports people eat all the time but it had this chocolate in it and i looked at it and it's 30 percent sugar and that's hidden in the label which is black printed on dark brown so you can hardly read it mm. and it, if you look at the per 100 grams servings, you can see how many. So it was 29.7 grams per 100, which is 29%, a simple calculation. Um, but then they break it down and there's easy to see new panels up the top and in black on yellow print. Um, the daily serving of sugar is something like 90 grams. And if you eat one of these, it's only 0.03 of your daily intake. So it's okay. Oh. You can go ahead. Trust us. <laughs> And they're yeah. not there. They're not there for your highest good. Um, skip the middle of the aisles. Um, you know, I, I, we avoid that. Just go the fruit, the veggies, the meat. Um, and, um, you know, if you live in communities <laughs> like we do, there's um, a thing called the Green Shed every Sunday morning. Organic food is sold there from the grow growers so you can go along sunday morning buy organic food every morning if you can't grow it we've just taken on growing our own fresh vegetables here in our little shade house and we've got to do it in the shade house because we've got possums and they come along and they <laughs> eat them all. you know you can do it all you want and then a possum comes along and eats it all you know so <laughs> our herbs and uh, lettuce and tomatoes and capsicums we're, we're we're growing there and it's a little side project um because sometimes you can't go out much, so why not utilise that time to mend your, uh, mend your uh, nets, as the fishermen do when yeah. the weather's not good. Um, we, we're doing that all the time, and I'm studying at my age, like, um, you know, we're all in the same era of baby boomers, and uh, technology just wasn't around. Computers weren't invented when I was born, and now they run the world, so we've had to step up all the time. Um, that's a photo that Jeff's just put up of uh, my root canal when I removed that in uh, 2015, October 2015. I had this incredible reaction. Um, just to explain root canals, when you have a root canal, they um, they drill down, take the root out, and then they, they sterilise it, and then they fill it with wax. And the wax over time shrinks back about 3%, leaving, leaving a void. And bacteria grows in there and it's an anaerobic bacteria. And so it doesn't sound like much 3%, but if you do that over 30 years, 
gradually leaching in through your nervous system because that's where it's connected to into the nervous system your lymph system here and then right down into the kidneys and that that's one of the major causes of my seizures was that root canal that i had here in the front right of my face uh, i was hitting the mouth with a hockey stick in 1985 and i had a root canal then didn't know any different back then they didn't know much mm -hmm. different yeah but uh I went to a holistic dentist and he, he's a naturopath as well. And then my immune system, he said, was running like a Ferrari just to keep me alive. And even though I had the seizures, it was keeping me alive. That's its job. And then when I had the root canal out and I had white, uh, yellow, sorry, green pus under this tooth and it had moved because my jaw broke underneath the, the lining of the teeth. And my two molars over here were, had white pus under it. So two different bacteria feeding into my nervous system 24-7 for 30 years. And so that's why my immune system had to work like a Ferrari to keep me alive. Now I can work like a little uh, a Mazda 3 and get on with life, you know. <laughs> but it over-exaggerated over or expressed itself in my rashes around my face because my eyes, well, your eyes are near the brain and I, two stages towards dementia, remember? And so I could have had a, a, something quite toxic behind my eyes. It could have been a tumour, I don't know, never that, never got that assessed. But there, I always had um, a lot of uh, phlegm in here and around the sinuses. So uh, it came out the eyes. And so, yeah, 2016, um, that's what expressed itself nine months later. And then a year later, it's still there. Uh, you can see the, the liver spots on my face uh, up on the forehead. There's a fair bit of forehead in my forehead <laughs> in around that area, uh, turning brown. And, um, and then I took some stem cell nutrition, which released stem cells out of bone marrow, and within three weeks my face cleared up. Now, it's just absolutely amazing when you give the body what it needs uh, you can um, uh, get the stem cell to rebuild the body. And now if you look at my image and this, that the, some of the major spots that were there, like the, that one, has really dissipated. Um, I've got a few around this side of my face at the moment. Uh, I'm still, still releasing uh, in cycles and that can build up and then drain down in, in just below where I had my... Uh, root canal and then go into the lymph glands and then that's expressing a, yeah, just occasionally it comes up as it releases and that's an image of the lymph glands which are in around there and usually around the joints and the bones of the body. The lymphs are an interesting uh, thing. Um, you've got the liver as the major filter and then it goes into the um, uh, kidneys as well, which does more filtering, and then it goes into the blood, and the lymphs are the final filter for the blood, and they can get blocked up. And uh, when that happens, it can happen in around the breast, the armpits, the groin, the knees, that sort of thing, elbows. Usually around the joints, you've got a lot of lymph glands, and they get blocked up, and then that it contributes to the arthritis as well. So uh, you've, um, what can move them through is a bit of exercise, regular exercise. Excuse me. If you walk 
walking at least moderately 30, 40 minutes three times a week and push, like walk fast, don't just stroll. It's not a stroll. It's a walk as fast as you can without straining the joints and build up a sweat and then go a bit further and a bit further, whatever's comfortable. I currently walk four kilometres every second day or so and uh, it's a four-kilometre walk but it's living on Tambourine Mountain, very mm -hmm. downhill and then I've really got to push it uphill. It's a hard slug but... When I first did it, I had to stop four or five times. Now I, I walk home. I'm home within 40 minutes, which is about 10 minutes a kilometre, good pace, and, and feel good. And that's pumping around the blood and clearing out those lymph glands. The other thing for uh, people who like it, I don't like it myself, but Sharky likes it, is small mini trampoline. The smaller ones mm -hmm. only about three or four yeah. foot wide. Mm -hmm. Perfect and then for me. Yep, good. And bounce side to side on those. And that, as you're bouncing side to side, it's moving the lymph glands, especially around the groin. We tend to leave, you know, we're taught through religion and that the groin's a naughty word and that area, stay away from it. Really important, the base chakra. Lots of things happen there. And, uh, and so a lot of lymph glands are in that area. So you're moving that around, pumping, helping those veins pump the stale blood back up to the heart to disperse to the liver uh, to for sending that blood then to the lungs for dispersion dispersion um, so um, and one of the things too is the people underestimate the major major detox organ in the body is not the, the the kidneys liver or bowel it's actually the lungs every that's why if you don't breathe for three minutes you die <laughs> you're actually not dispelling <laughs> The toxins that were there and bringing in the good stuff you need and when you're wearing the um, face coverings that are requested these days you you, um, you can uh, sort of uh, have more toxins staying in there and breathing back in than what is good for the body so those those are where choices can be made uh, depending on the local laws and that sort of thing so so um, that, that's an important ingredient too, is to have fresh air uh, doing those things um, and, and, yeah, pumping those lymphs around. And uh, we have something from AIM called Herbal Release that we can get here in Australia, but I'm not sure if it's available in the UK. I don't think so. But that's really good for clearing the lymphs. But when you do clear the lymphs, you can have detox symptoms. So when you're going through this, if you've had 40, 50 years of sheer neglect and then you finally decide to do something, you can have detox symptoms as in you're releasing the toxins that have been built up in the body for decades and they're going into the blood. And they, you can feel unwell. And usually if you've got a cycle of feeling unwell and then feeling way on top, feeling unwell, way on top, those cycles are generally around three days. Um, and you have a cycle of drinking lots of water and then not much water and uh, headaches, uh, lethargy, um, diarrhoea, skin rashes, boils, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, that's a sign of detoxing, which means you're in the right direction. So drink more water, not tap water. Quality water is really important because tap water can, contains chlorine and fluoride in some places, and the chlorine is designed to kill bacteria in pipes 
And when you have it in your body, it goes through your pipes and kills your gut bacteria. And so drinking tap water is not good. We, we actually sell a filter that takes out the chlorine and fluoride and that sort of thing. I, I stood for Parliament in 2009 in Queensland on an anti-fluoride stance. Didn't get in, but I... I, I, um, I wonder uh, why. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I got enough votes that put out the Labor candidate at the time and a and, uh, different guy got in the seat of Gavin in the ring there. So uh, we're passionate about it and then we found a way around it and we've sold hundreds of those uh, throughout Australia and helped hundreds of people and it just makes a world of difference. I was talking to a, a mother the other you know, just yesterday that whose daughter is Asperger's and she doesn't drink water until she got the water that we, our machine makes and it's just a bench top thing. And she said, oh, I love this. It actually makes me taste good, you know, it's because she had a little bit of mental issues. She really was in tune with what she needed on a, another level. level. So. so what about um, boiling water? Uh, boiling water still doesn't get rid of the – it might kill bacteria, but doesn't kill um, uh, the chlorine or the fluoride. They're, they're still in there. Um, right. And we – yeah, we used to have a machine that um, uh, used to do lots of things. Uh, it was a $3,000 machine plugged into electricity. Used to take all that out, but every six weeks you had to go through this maintenance process of reversing this and that and deshelling and all that stuff. Um, we, we found a better solution. Technology came up with it, and then when we found it and we wanted to help others, uh, we, we tried to share it around and help people um a lot of people are, a lot of people are scared scared of helping people for because there's a perception of selling to them and absolutely nothing in life happens until you make a sale mm. as a teenager or 20 something you find a romance and you as a guy you're selling yourself to that chick and vice versa um <laughs> When you want to go somewhere to a pub, you're selling the idea to a mate or your girlfriend. When you uh, like something or a movie, you're you're telling a friend about that movie, you're sharing with them. And we need to get it out of the head that selling's bad. It, it's helping others find something else. And that's what we do. And we, we used to be scared of selling. Uh, no, we, we are totally devoted to helping people and that sustains us it it means i can stay at home write books learn technology we've got a new youtube channel starting be the life you love it's only got a couple of videos up on it now but we're learning that i've written the book up there that one um and shark shark is just helping so many people every week and it changes lives and means we can stay at home and not have to work at a cafe because we're helping people and we gain an income from it. And therefore, we're not a burden on the community. We're, we're fit and healthy. And that photo on the cover of the book is Sharkty uh, in Canungra, uh, just west of the Gold Coast. We had a, a day there when uh, at, a, at a little camping ground, and that's when she was nearly 100 kilos. And the difference it can make when you take responsibility um, for your life, mm. and it just a turnaround. That's her also on the right in the purple dress. So 
it, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, fabulous. Um, mm. Going back, to, there was a lady that had a question um, and I mentioned to her earlier, which I think you've covered about her blocked lymphatic um, system um, and she's getting all this toxic waste coming out and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, and now it's in her, in her breast. So um, trampoline would be a good way um, for her to start moving it all around as well. Yes, good circulation. It's really about circulation for sure. It's uh, uh, moderate exercise, trampoline, uh, being up around the chest area, moving the arms, getting small weights, one, two, three kilos, whatever she can handle, and do exercises with her arms so you're pumping in and out and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and good quality water, get away from the tap water. Even she's got to buy it, that's the way it is. Um, 40 cents a litre for, for, you know, uh, water if you buy it at 10, uh, 10, 10 litre jugs or whatever from the supermarket. Um, do that. You should be drinking around about 25, uh, sorry, the other way, one litre for every 25 kilos of weight. So an average person might be, say, 80 kilos, so you want to be drinking at least three kilos of water per day. Uh, to pump things through, rehydrate yourself because if you dehydrate, it's going to affect you up here because the bowel's not moving through too. The bowel uses a lot of water that's absorbed into the fibre, does its job with the gut fl uh, flora and then passes out through the system. So, uh, mm. yeah. So really, yes, it's about moving around, plenty of water. There are some herbal uh, remedies that can help clear lymph nodes and also a bit of iodine, the Lugol's iodine. Lugol's is a 15%. Uh, it's not a brand. It's a 15% uh, iodine mix. of. Uh, so look, search for some of that, get some natural stuff, take, take four to five drops of that every day. Um, just with a meal, with some fat uh, in your meal, and um, that that will do the go into the uh, thyroid, and the thyroid is what triggers the uh, glands in your um, around your liver and that to produce amino acids to help with the correct digestion. So, um, in conversion of things to um, right things to help your body. Yeah. Let's come into this um, diagram put up here. I yep. just noticed. I noticed there's Crohn's Crohn's disease, or well, any one of these things that are listed on this um, chart is the first thing you want to do is detox. Is that um, is that doing the celery detox, or is it just a juice um, detox? Where would um, you start? I'd start by reducing carbs first. They, uh, celery, you can go on these things that are like the celery and that sort of thing or juice, but they're not sustainable. After a week or two or three, they're not sustainable. But eating less carbs every day and eventually eliminating carbs is the first thing you can do because carbs are the things that turn to fat that causes the circulation issues. That's, so you can have a, a, a donut and a cappuccino and within literally half an hour, the 
gut bacteria in your bowel will be different to what it was. And it'll take three or four days for that to get out of the system as bacteria. If you keep eating carbs every day, the, the donuts and cakes and biscuits and cereal and grains and breads, it'll contribute to that every four hours and therefore you'll have an unsupported gut bacteria. Um, everything you eat goes through that area and it's, it's absorbed through water, goes into the liver, is in converted to energy. When it's converted to energy, it'll either be ATP, which you can use, and glucose, or it'll be seen as energy and stored as fat. And if it's stored as fat, it's a place for toxins to gather, and they will gather in those areas. Uh, and that's eventually you end up with it stored around your, your gut area, uh, especially in, in your backside. It's all in mostly in that mid area. Uh, so it's easy access. That's the way our ancestry designed it in that if you feasted on a beast, you might have killed a large um, buffalo or something and you might just actually pig out. After a while, it had to store the extra energy near the liver so that when it came time to famine because you didn't find another beast or, or food to eat, it was close to the liver to transfer there for energy. So the biggest thing you can do really as a detox is get off the carbs, um, clean the bowel out, uh, have good fibre. Um, in, in Australia, we have the herbal fibre blend that's brilliant. Um, the UK can't get that at the moment. Mm. Canada have a different version of it. The US have got it. Um, but, uh, but have good fibre. Plenty of water with that. You need definitely need to take a lot of water with that because that's what helps. And that particular product is soluble and insoluble fibre. So this soluble fibre will soak up the water, which has got the toxins in it, and then the uh, insoluble fibre will be like a, a scraping of the column wall and eventually take off a, a mucus that's lining the column wall. It's, it ends up like a snake skin and it stops the absorption of nutrients and the return of rubbish out of the body, the, the waste and the toxins. So that can start out like a snake skin and, and over time end up like leather. And, and I've seen pictures of some like tyre rubber uh, and they, they can cause blockages, especially in the bends of the colon around the... Um, uh, uh, a lot of people don't realise, see the two bends on the upper left and, and uh, of each of those here, there and on the other side. Well, they're actually hooked onto the back of the rib cage. A lot of people only see it in 2D. So it goes around the front of your body and then it returns and hooks onto the back of the rib cage there. And that is where the major blockages happen. And if that blocks up on the ascending side, uh, as per the picture on the left, uh, that area, the, the feces is actually quite liquid there. It's like gravy, and that's where the major water is taken out to enable us to push it uphill, if you've heard of that term. And then you go across the um, transverse colon to the other side, but the major blockage is in that area at the descending colon because you dehydrated the stool a lot by then, um, and it should be 
getting close to a normal uh, stool uh, consistency. And then if you're diarrhoea, uh, sorry, uh, constipation, the faeces will sit in that area, area where the uh, cursor is going now and that can cause, as it's like an internal nappy rash. The faeces sits there for too long and irritates the wall and so you get a, a nappy rash type thing on the inside because it's high acid and it's just sitting there stagnant and the toxins are leaching into the colon wall and then um, that's called uh, Crohn's disease and eventually will turn in colitis and then usually ulcerated colitis and then uh, polyps and the polyps ultimately turn into uh, can progress into cancers. Mm. And so when you're having a colonoscopy and they say you've got polyps, well, it, that's what it is. And that can happen on either side there. And that little ring circle there that Jeff's got his cursor near is diverticulitis. We often hear of that. And mm. that's where you're, you're straining. If you go to what I used to say is uh, I'd go to a public toilet and I've had constipation, you'd see my teeth marked on the back of the toilet door <laughs> as you push. And as you're pushing, you can push the uh, little bubble into the column wall and that bubble can fill with feces and that's okay until it gets inflamed and toxic and that's called diverticulitis. The itis bit is inflammation. Mm. And that, then doctors will say, well, they give you some antibiotics for a start to kill the bacteria, which doesn't help the gut, and then it says lay off the fibre, which doesn't help as the faeces passes through. It got a chance of collecting that and getting out. So, um, mm. yeah, I, I can do a full talk on how all this works <laughs> in another time if you want. Yeah, no, that would be lovely. And I mean, I learn every time I've listened to your talks, I gain so much information. I mean, you're so full of information, wisdom and knowledge. And thank you for sharing and coming on. Because I know we haven't even touched on the different types of feces because, like, you know, there's floaters and sinkers and all sorts of things. Yeah, <laughs> so, sneaky sinkers. Um, yeah, yeah. So maybe, you know, later on down the track, we you'd come back again and share some more of your wonderful wisdom with us. Oh, I'd be glad to. It's great yeah. to share. Yeah, and I know, you know, you and Shakti together are a powerful duo with, you know, you complement each other and everything you do so I take my hat off to you both I've been always inspired and guided by what you've done and how you've helped people and um, yeah your love of just helping people full stop. It's interesting how we came together on a, a Lonely Hearts um, newsletter uh, met and I knew I was going to marry her uh, that night uh, we we literally married four months later uh, and our anniversary, 25 years, is coming a uh, couple of weeks. 25 years, and we live and work together 24-7. And yeah. it's not easy, but uh, when we have an argument, she apologises and everything's good, so we just get on with it. <laughs> I just clocked it. Love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I'll, have, yeah. I'll, have, I'll have her on later on down the track and then she can say her piece. Oh, she'd love to, yeah. yeah. It, it's about helping people and, and in the helping of people you gain your own rewards and, and satisfaction. So Shakti is about uh, helping people with a fulfilling lifestyle. It's at the end of the day it's fulfilment, meaningfulness through purpose mm. and 
that's what we do. We help people do that. We're doing it. We and if you've been there, done that, and that's what our our uh, YouTube channel is going to be all about: is be the life you love, and that's what we're working on: is helping people live it. And we're going to. We bought a little A-liner caravan. We're going to travel out back. Hopefully next year, borders being open and everything. And uh, we want to help people uh, on our travels and just show them how to make a damper and have a good mm. life. And, uh, you know, it's about being happy and sharing and uh, getting the technology right so we can still live stream from yeah. uh, Longreach or uh, Alice Springs or wherever, you know. So. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you so, so, so much for all that you've shared today it's been absolutely awesome and um people know where to contact you your number's been up and you um all the links are there for people to connect with you and just connect with whatever they've got going on and let them you be able to help them for sure yeah absolute so, pleasure yeah so thank you thank you very much for coming on it's been great good thank you brother yeah, very good Thanks, very great. entertaining yeah, very Thank knowledgeable. You. Yeah, yeah. So next time it'll be uh, know your stool, eh? <laughs> well, uh, I, my my opening line often in these talks is I used to talk shit for a living, and now you know I'm not even a politician. So, <laughs> <laughs> what was it you used to have oh. on the back of the car? Uh yeah, we we um, constipated but carrying on undeterred. Oh, I'll say, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was always a good line. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yes. Okay. All right. Take care and enjoy the rest of your evening. Okay. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye.